Welcome to another episode of the Heat Strokes Podcast. <laughs> oh, I should have yelled too. Hosted by Brady Cannon. Presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Get ready to experience golf as you've never seen and heard it before. The price is wrong. Through the lens of Brady's experienced eye as he braves the toughest courses in the West under the scorching Las Vegas heat. Your course reviews, expert PGA analysis, and top weekly golf betting strategies are teed up and ready to fire. Here's your starter, Brady Cannon. It is DeadHeatGolf.com, home to the Heat Strokes podcast, presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. And welcome in, everybody, to episode number 10. We have reached double digits and the halfway point of Heat Strokes podcast series for 2023. I am Brady Cannon and lucky enough to be joined by our guest host this afternoon, Mr. James Mazzola. He is a professional golf handicapper, very well respected in the golf handicapping space. You can find his golf betting content all over the internet and find him on Twitter at jmazjd. James, great to have you guest hosting on the podcast today. I mentioned you are a very well respected voice in the golf betting community. Also, you play quite a bit of golf and most recently right here in Las Vegas in the dead heat of summer. So you are certainly a good candidate to co-host here on the Heat Strokes podcast, my friend. Thank you for having me. Uh, I do play a little golf. I don't know how good, but I play. I'm um, definitely excited to talk a little Las Vegas golf. Play every time I go, uh, and I go quite often. <laughs> so always giving you a call to set me up with a tee time. And then obviously we have a Canadian Open uh, this week, along with a little bit of controversy that we'll get into uh, a little bit. So golf is at the forefront, and I'm excited to talk about it today. Yeah, golf is absolutely the story of the day on this Tuesday, June the 6th, 2023. We will be previewing the RBC Canadian Open from Oakdale Golf and Country Club and also reviewing the Las Vegas Paiute Resort, just a fantastic property here in the Las Vegas Valley. And a course that both you and I are very familiar with, James, the Paiute Resort. Yeah, you know, wonderful golf course. Wonderful facilities. You get three different courses to pick from. Uh, you know, you have the snow, the wolf, uh, there, and the sun. And I've played them all. I like them all. Uh, the, the the amenities are perfect. I mean, really, you know, there's there's endless amounts of of, of things to, to talk about when it comes to Paiute golf. And it's definitely a place where uh, you know I want to I want to make sure I get at least one or two of those rounds in every time I come. Well, let's go ahead and dive into the Paiute, our featured golf course this week. It is actually a 54 hole property. Uh, the only 54-hole property in all of Las Vegas, three world-class golf courses, all designed by the Hall of Famer, Pete Dye. Also, the only Pete Dye resort out here in the area. The first course that was built was the Snow Mountain course in 1995. The second course came along a year later, the Sun Mountain course. And then a few years after that, the final course to be added was the wolf course which at the time i'm not sure if it's still true but was the longest course in the state of nevada at over 7600 yards uh the paiute resort is located in the northwest part of las vegas it's about 35 minutes off the strip it's right across the freeway 
from the entrance to Mount Charleston. And James, I always tell people it is the most dramatic example of desert golf in the area. No homes on any of the courses, just desert and mountain scenery for miles. Really, I think one of the best properties in all of town, always in terrific condition and really visually pleasing from start to finish. Yeah, and you know, I think it really starts with when you just get to the golf golf course in general, it has a wonderful clubhouse. First of all, you walk in, giant facility with a clubhouse on your right, pro shop, anything you'd want there. On the left, a wonderful restaurant. And then they, you know, like I said, they set you up perfect. First tee, you're hitting right into the mountains on pretty much every hole. You have the snow uh, to the to the west. I, there's still snow on the top of the mountains to the west. And then it was 95 degree desert where we were. So I mean, again, as dramatic as as senior as you could possibly get when it when it comes to, to Paiute, and always in a really really good shape. Every time I played it, you know, the greens aren't too fast. It is a you know more of a resort style of a golf course. You're not looking at anything too crazy. The shots are awesome. Obviously, you do have a Pete Dye design, and he likes to mess with you off the tee. You get all of that, um, you know, when playing Paiute. And again, most importantly, you are at elevation. So you know, although it is it does play a little bit long, don't be afraid to you know step back. Uh, to the, some of those tees because you know you're looking at at least a club further on, on every golf shot um and you know so you know forgiving if you get yourself out of position you're in very big trouble because it's just desert everywhere but generally just a wonderful wonderful layout and again my favorite part about the place you can leave your clubs there if you play multiple courses so rather than lug them all the way back to the strip just leave them there and they'll be sitting on the car waiting for you when you get back and uh, you know because you got to play at least two of them i think you, you know wolf is a must and then the other two are absolutely awesome as well yeah, you're right. Great service there. Three courses. And if you are playing multiple days, they'll certainly keep the sticks around for you and welcome you back for your next round. Each course at the Paiute is a par 72. The Wolf measures all the way 7,630 yards from the tips. The Snow Mountain course is 7,146 yards from the tips. And then the Sun Mountain course stretches to just over 7,100 yards. A little history here. In 2001, Annika Swornstam and Kari Webb played the Shell's Wonderful World of Golf match out here at the Wolf Course. And then in April, 20 years later, in April of 2021, the Sun Mountain Course hosted a Corn Ferry event tour that was won by Peter Uline. Uh, the course has just won a number of awards, including being ranked in the top 200 resort courses in America. James, I think there are a lot of Pete Dye characteristics on all three courses. Of course, you have the famous railroad ties in the bunkers on the Sun Mountain and the Snow Mountain. And then the Wolf Course has the Island Green, the 15th hole, like, of course, Pete Dye has created at TPC Sawgrass. You talked about the desert a little bit. There really aren't any forced carries, maybe a couple forced carries over desert, but it's really the raw desert that borders the fairways. And the fairways are fairly wide, you know, good kind of resort receptiveness, if you will. The, the Wolf course has the widest fairways of the three, but all courses kind of share a mounding in the fairways. It is not often that you will find an even lie in the fairways of any of these courses at Paiute. The greens are poana grass. They're firm. They're relatively flat, not a ton of undulation. And you talked about it speed-wise. I think they're kind of really just perfect for a resort course fast enough but not crazy fast either i wonder how you would kind of rate or describe the overall experience in your experience at the pipe 
Yeah, I think you know it's definitely one of the better courses I've played. Uh, you know, there in um, in Vegas, you have a lot of courses in Summerlin that I think it's a little shorter drive, so guys will go out, you know, and, and play those rather than a little longer drive out out to Paiute. But I think it's completely worth it because once you get there, you're just completely off of the of the strip. So you know, you're almost in a whole other world that you don't know even exists unless you're out there. Um, and ultimately, the P-Die designs are fun. You know, I, I did get up to six on the railroad uh, there at Snow the last time we were playing. I'm like wait a minute, that is totally just P-Dye design right there. No matter, like, I was like, I, I didn't even, I didn't know it was a uh, die course until, you know, we were prepping for this and it makes total sense. There's even, uh, one of my favorite holes is a complete P-Dye design as well. We'll talk about that in a little while. But generally speaking, I think it's just really a unique golfing experience in Vegas, whereas most are, you know, home uh, homes all around, uh, you know, or, or, you know, more Parkland style golf courses. This is desert golf. Hit it straight, hit it in the fairways. If you get out of play completely, you're definitely in some in some rocks and in some trouble, right? But um, you know, forgiving as you're saying, and ultimately, you know, after kind of a long night in Vegas, and you want the you know, an easy, fun track, tee it up just a little bit, and you're gonna have a good time with your friends for sure. Yeah, hangover cure indeed. Getting out there <laughs> in the great outdoors <laughs> of the Las Vegas Paiute Resort, uh, and, and I agree with you. Uh, that it is so unique. You know, a lot of people ask me, you know, what is a must-play course, uh, course in Las Vegas? What course do I have to play? And, you know, you can go through some of the beauties. Uh, last week, we talked about Reflection Bay on the Heat Strokes podcast. That's a fantastic course. Cascada, we covered uh, prior to the PGA Championship. But as far as being unique, there's really nothing yeah. like the Paiute. And, and you don't see it really, I, I would guess, anywhere else in the country. Uh, you talked about the massive, gorgeous clubhouse, great food as well. I've been there for a number of Easter and Mother's Day brunches in the past. My friend Todd Notzel, he's been the executive chef there for over two decades. Great practice facility, GPS system on the golf carts. Um, you alluded to it uh, just a moment ago, James. I wonder, what is your favorite hole at the Paiute? And I know you've played at least two of the three courses here. Maybe you've got more than one favorite hole, my friend. Yeah, you know, 15 is so unique. I mean, anytime there you, you have an island green, you know, that's obviously going to be the first thing that comes to your head, 15 out Wolf. And, you know, it's, it kind of just, it, it puts the cherry on top for, for Wolf to be my favorite of the three, although, again, they are all wonderful. But I really love 18 at Snow. Just think about TPC Sawgrass, another die, die design, and that's 18. Water all the way up left. If you want to get really aggressive, you can hit driver, but there, oh, you can drive it into bunkers. This last time I laid back with a three-wood, had like a little nine iron into a green with water all the way left as well. So, I mean, you know, if you're gambling and it's coming down to 18, you could definitely make a big number if you, if you throw it into the drink, uh, you know, with your drive or if you, you know, you're afraid of it and you, and you blow it right. Awesome, awesome closing hole. And to me, it's just, it's just like it's TPC Sawgrass, which I've never played, number 18. It's a perfect closing hole and kind of just caps off, you know, what is a wonderful die design. That's a great call. And I hadn't played the snow mountain in a little bit, uh, in a little while, but it's kind of the hole you is most visible from the clubhouse. And I really enjoy that whole big Joshua tree sitting there right off to the right of the green. But you're right, it does kind of look exactly like the 18th at Sawgrass. I never thought of that. You always just think the 15th on the Wolf and TPC Sawgrass, but you're right, the 18th on the snow mountain certainly has some similarities as well. Um, I really like uh, not only 15 on the Wolf course, but 14 as well, the whole leading up to it. And if you recall, a sharp dog leg to the right with a waste okay. bunker that kind of runs all the way down the right-hand side, and then a little bit of a waste area that uh, crosses the fairway as well, probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 100 yards out. 
the tee shot is pretty open, but you really have to position it properly in order to set up your approach. And the approach is to an elevated green, well guarded by bunkers. So like I say, you know, and this is true, I think, for a lot of the holes at Paiute, where you can let that driver go. But if you, if you don't find the right spot, the approach shot becomes very difficult. And I think 14 is just a really good strategic hole. And then when you finish up that, you, you go and there's just a smile on your face when you arrive at 15. It's such a fun <laughs> shot to hit. You, you know, James, that green is huge. It's hard to miss the green, but it's definitely hard to stuff your ball in close. Not a real long shot about 140 to 160 yards. And a couple times I have been lucky enough to stuff it in pretty close and, and make birdie. The, the other one I really like is number six on the Sun Mountain course. And that's actually okay. the number one handicap on that hole. It, it's a longer par four and it plays even longer because it's all uphill. And it's a little bit of a narrower fairway, maybe narrower than some of the holes you're used to at Paiute. But again, positioning your tee ball is key. You can't even necessarily see the entire putting surface from your approach shot. And you kind of walk away on that hole, making a four and feeling like you really accomplished something. Like it, it's not overly brutally tough. You can make a four out there, but when you do, you walk away and you feel pretty proud of yourself and uh, move on to the next one. <laughs> no, I love that. And I mean, again, I think, you know, a couple of things that I do want to hit is that honestly, it's, not, it's a wonderful uh, experience obviously with, with golf, but also affordability. You know, you're not breaking the bank to go out and play this golf course and you're getting well, uh, always immaculate, uh, well-kept course. And, you know, I love the GPS on the greens, hit your little spots, see what you need to hit. If you need to, you know, lay up, <laughs> if you need to, you know, if you, there's a couple of drivable par fours out there that you can, you can really go after. Obviously you'd be, be a little careful, but you know, generally speaking, it has Pete Dye written all over it. It's affordable and it's just an absolutely gorgeous experience all the way around. Well, I wonder if you have like a favorite story or a favorite moment, maybe a funny story. I know you have, uh, you know, contacted me to help you uh, get a tea time at the Paiute a few times. I wonder if you have a moment uh, that you recall on one of your visits. Well, I mean, I, I do have a couple. Some I think I'll just keep to myself. They might not be suitable for the podcast, but <laughs> we can definitely just, we can talk. <laughs> we can, uh, what we stays can talk in about, Vegas, like, right? Like, oh, uh, you know. There's, there's been some funny stories, uh, but, you know, I'll, I'll give you two quick ones. One, uh, just a bunch of guys from Twitter we met the night before. We had a lot of fun, probably a little bit too much fun. Had never seen their golf swings ever in my life. We get to the first uh, tee there at Wolf. Everyone's right down the middle. We I've just need to shoot one of the best rounds I've shot in a long time. We're all in the mid-70s. We're looking at each other like, this has to be the best round that <laughs> four strangers have ever played. I got beat by one of my buddies with my own clubs, mind you. Um, obviously we were all a little tired, but another great story was just last week where I went to the wrong golf course. So you had me, set oh, up that's right. at LVCC. <laughs> <laughs> you had me set up at LVCC along with Paiute. I set it up for four, all four of my, uh, three of my employees. Um, and you know, I'm we're like, okay, we got LVCC today. We got uh, Paiute tomorrow. So we get to LVCC and they look at me like I'm a ghost. Uh, I'm, they can't find my tea time and they go to the sheet and they say, oh, you're actually tomorrow. I'm like, oh my gosh, call up Brady. Brady gets it all handled. We get out to buy you on time, uh, and uh, you know, managed to have an absolutely wonderful round. And hey, guess what? We are going to play. Uh, we played. Excuse me. We played Paiute the next day, and you set us set us up at LV uh, for for the the wrong day and the, the day we were there. So again, uh, you got me set up. Went to the wrong course. It was a long night, and uh, you know, didn't didn't make me look like too much of a fool in front of my guys. Uh, that's great. I, I forgot all about that. I didn't know you were going to reference that. You you were scrambling, texting me. Oh my gosh, you won't believe yeah, what I did. And 
I said, no worries, man. Relax. We got you. We got you. And yep. uh, all worked out just fine. So I got to tell you, my favorite story happened a long time ago, uh, almost exactly 23 years ago to the day. It was year 2000 in mid-June, and I had set up a, a golf outing with my buddies. We had a foursome. And uh, again, mid-June in Las Vegas, this certainly qualifies. It was a heat strokes moment for sure. Um, <laughs> we played 36 holes a day for three days straight. And it started oh at God. the Paiute. Our first round was, uh, I believe, Snow Mountain. Uh, we played a morning round and an afternoon round. And I believe it was Sun or Snow Mountain, rather, that we started on. And my buddy, pretty good player, you know, one of our players probably shot like around 90. I'm probably somewhere in the low 80s, and my buddy was probably high 70s, low 80s, or what have you. He goes on a tear and one putts every green on the front nine on Snow Mountain in our opening round. Nine putts on the first nine holes at Snow Mountain on our first round of that golf trip. I think he ended up shooting one or two over par uh, for that first Oof. nine. And I think it's kind of indicative of what he did on the back nine because I don't remember. It must not have been that good. But uh, it was really remarkable to see. We finished up later that day at TPC. The next day we played Reflection Bay and Dragon Ridge. And then the final day we played Rio Seco and finished up on the old Desert Inn golf course. And that okay. was right before the Desert Inn course and hotel shut down, which of course now is the Wynn and Encore Resort. But we were really lucky to play one final round there at the DI and, and boy, did that trip start off with a bang with that guy nailing all those short, or with, with nailing all those one putts at the Paiute. Uh, pretty good story that I, that I certainly won't forget. That's the best one I have from the Paiute, I believe. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, that's the thing about Vegas, right? But get four guys together in the afternoon. You never know what the heck's going to happen after a long night. Right. Kind of random. Like your your guys that all went out and shot in the seventies and you'd never met them before. That's fantastic that stuff, great. man. Um, the Paiute, uh, definitely a high end property. Certainly one of the best courses here in town. And you mentioned it, you alluded to it, uh, James earlier. They really do offer some of the best pricing. And I said mm -hmm. the same thing about Reflection Bay last week. We featured Reflection Bay on the podcast. And I think the Paiute, the same applies where you get some tremendous bang for your buck. Right now in the summertime, you can play from about $100 to $140. When we shift over to peak season, it'll cost you about $170 to $290. Uh, they do also have some public membership programs available for your frequent local players. And I also have to mention my longtime friend, Tom Fisher. He's the director of instruction out at Paiute. Matt Humans, JT The Brick, a lot of guys in the sports betting and golf community have taken lessons from Tom Fisher. I've referred them to Tom Fisher. And whenever my game needs a little tune-up, I go see the swing doctor out there at the Paiute. I really do believe he is one of the best instructors in all of Las Vegas. Um, you can find them online at lvpiutegolf.com. That's lvpiutegolf.com. Or you can also give them a call. Their local phone number here, 702-658-1400. And tell them the fellas from the Heat Strokes podcast sent you. You can also find them on our website at deadheatgolf.com as one of our featured courses.
We will take a quick break and be back with our picks for the RBC Canadian Open. But before we do, stick around for just a minute here and listen to a word from our terrific sponsors. I really do encourage you supporting these folks as they support us. We have Bescent Realty Group. You're looking for some property in Las Vegas. The uh, rates are going up. You're going to want to get it soon. And who knows, the Oakland A's might be here and raise our property values once again. Las Vegas advisor, my friend Anthony Curtis, all the best gambling books and advice you can find. Also, Play Studios, if you're looking for some online gaming slots, blackjack, bingo, you name it. And then finally, footballcontest.com. Football contest signups are happening as we speak and throughout the summer here in Las Vegas. Use the promo code EAT at checkout to save $50 at footballcontest.com. We will be back with more of the Heat Strokes podcast presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas in just a moment. When the Heat Strokes crew isn't burning up the hottest golf courses in the country, playing a game we'd all spend a lifetime trying to master, they're doing something just as smoking, but a whole lot easier. They're playing My Vegas Slots. It's a top-ranked, free-to-play mobile app that lets you earn valuable real-world rewards from some amazing partners like MGM Grand, Bellagio, and Norwegian Cruise Line. You can score rooms, great meals, show tickets, and more just for playing. Download My Vegas Slots today from your favorite app store. And if you're anything like Brady and Matt, we know you're going to love it. And that's something you can bet on. Have you ever wanted to play in one of the biggest football contests in Las Vegas and win a million dollars or more? At footballcontest.com, find out how to sign up and make your picks through Nevada's most experienced proxy service. You do the handicapping, we do the legwork. And our service is a convenience for both locals and non-residents alike. Over the past decade, Thousands have trusted footballcontest.com as their proxy service and have collected winnings of over $10 million. Whether you're a fan of five picks against the spread or survivor pools, footballcontest.com has all the information you need to get started. You pick the winners, we submit your picks. It's that easy at footballcontest.com. Attention all real estate buyers, sellers, and investors. Are you looking for a trustworthy and experienced team to help you navigate the Las Vegas, Southern Nevada market? Look no further than Bescent Realty Group, specializing in residential, commercial, and investment properties. With over nine years of experience in the industry, we have the knowledge and skills to help you find the perfect property or investment opportunity. Whether you're buying, selling, or investing, we're committed to providing exceptional service and delivering results. Contact us today to take the first step towards achieving your real estate goals in Las Vegas and Southern Nevada. Call now, 702-339-8052 or go to BescentRealty.com. Want to gamble like the pros? At LasVegasAdvisor.com, you'll find the world's best how-to books, software, and strategy cards featuring blackjack, poker, video poker, tournament play, and of course, sports betting, including 2020 sports betting, Think Like a Pro, which contains an 85-page section on betting golf. And don't forget to check out LVA's famous member rewards coupon book, offering discounts on dining and entertainment, including a buy one, get one for the awesome lobster buffet at the Palms, and more than $400 in gambling free play, match play, and bonus offers. Up your gambling game today at LasVegasAdvisor.com. That's LasVegasAdvisor.com. Mandalay Bay comes alive as the fan district, the go-to destination for all of fan kind. 
gather here, stay here, eat here, and celebrate here. Fans get exclusive food and drink specials, one-of-a-kind experiences loaded with giveaways, photo ops, surprise appearances, and more. And the best part? It's all within walking distance of the stadium. Get the party started or keep the party going at the Fan District at Mandalay Bay. The RBC Canadian Open at Oakdale Golf and Country Club is on tap on the PGA Tour this week, just about 20 miles outside of Toronto, Ontario. It is actually a 27-hole golf course designed by Stanley Thompson and Robbie Robinson, and they will mix and match different holes from the three nines to form an 18-hole test that can actually be tweaked from anywhere from about 7,200 to 7,400 yards depending on where they put the tee markers. Now, the tournament layout will play to a par 72. A little bit odd here. They've got three par threes, three par fives, and 12 par fours. It's a classical Parkland-style golf course, tree-lined fairways, very thick rough, and smaller bent grass poana blended greens. James, in doing the research this week, we get the feeling that this is kind of a similar test to a lot of the other Canadian Open courses of the past. Very similar, but this one is, of course, hosting the Open, the National Open of Canada, for the very first time. So how did you handicap this golf course with it being a newbie to us golf handicappers? Yeah, it's always a little more difficult, right? So we we have models. We know all the golf courses, probably about 75% of them, you know, are, are reoccurring courses. So whenever I come to a new course, typically, I have to I have to lower my, my course fit a little bit and kind of lean a little bit more on, on current form, looking at the last 24 to last 30 rounds rather than, you know, going into what I know is going to be successful on the course. So I'm scouring the Internet just to try and get anything right. And there's plenty of resources, um, plenty of, of flyovers and plenty of people guessing at how a golf course is going to play. But I think you're right. Um, you know, while last last week at, at or last year at St. George's, Rory did kind of go crazy. That course didn't actually play all that easy. I mean, he smoked the field, but it was a somewhat difficult test. I think, you know, the guys averaging around three under. I think we're going to see a lot easier golf course this time. Uh, and mostly that's because everyone is just going to be in, in a complete iron play matchup here. As you mentioned, high uh, rough is going to just lead guys to be hitting, uh, you know, shots you know uh, less than driver right into the fairway. And it's not overly long. Uh, if you look at um, the, the way they have it set up, the front nine is going to get absolutely, excuse me, the back nine is going, going to be absolutely destroyed. I mean, you have probably six to seven birdie holes there. Um, and then the front nine is somewhere where you can hang on, which maybe is some live betting opportunities. But generally speaking, making a lot of birdies is going to be important. I think it is going to be a less than driver golf course. So that brings in a whole slew of guys who, you know, maybe can't win on a week to week basis. I think we're going to see a long shot here. Um, especially considering uh, the distraction that may be uh, what we have, uh, you know, from the, from the top guys of what's going on with lives. Yeah, absolutely. And we will get to that momentarily uh, when we get to all of our picks. I, I wonder, and I want to touch on that before we do get into the picks. D did you employ that in your handicap? I mean, it, it just came out on Tuesday morning. Of course, we're talking about the PGA Tour and the Live Series merging. That was the announcement on Tuesday, June the 6th, 2023. Really unprecedented news in the golf world, you know, since Live came around and now they're joining forces. We don't really know all the details. What I understand is the PGA Tour is still, uh, still going to kind of run the show, uh, but the Saudi money is heavily involved now. It's almost if like they, they own it from a financial standpoint. We don't know about the schedules. You know, are these guys going to be fined when they try and reinstate themselves into the PGA Tour? It's a developing story as we speak, mm -hmm. but 
you talked about maybe a distraction for some of the top guys on the board that turned down, you know, nine figure type money to show their loyalty to the PGA Tour. And the, the word we're getting is not many of them are too thrilled about this development and the loyalty that they've shown, you know, at the behest of the PGA Tour for about a year and a half now. So you wonder if that's going to, I mean, especially Royal, Rory McIlroy. He, he's been yep. at the front of this anti-live movement. And of course, he's the very short favorite here at the RBC Canadian Open this week. Y you wonder if people are going to start shorting Rory this week because uh, you just don't know his mindset after this news development of the day. Yeah, look, I mean, I think Rory was way too short uh, here anyways. And we were looking at like five to one kind of across the board. And I mean, right now, he's just not playing well enough to warrant that as it is. I mean, this is not Scotty. This is not this is not John Rahm, right? This is Rory. He, he has struggled um, a little bit as of late. But, you know, I, look, I don't want my golfers to be distracted ever, right? Like, it, you know, we, we've seen guys who have, you know, family situations, guys who get married weirdly just play worse. I mean, that's a lot. It's a big distraction, right? So I, I never want my, my golfers distracted, and I definitely don't want them distracted negatively like Rory is, is right now. So going forward this week, I, I plan on fading him. Now, what's going to happen at the U.S. Open? Is it going to be, you know, a mess when it comes to the media there? You're going to have live guys uh, there as well. So, you know, as, in terms of a long-term strategy, I think I might, you know, uh, hold off. But right now, I mean, Rory's just a guy that I want absolutely nothing to do with. And frankly, I'm not sure I want anything to do with them before, you know, before I heard this news. So, you know, this is just kind of, a, you know, icing on the cake for what I think is setting up for a full fate of him. Yeah, I did not get involved with Rory McIlroy this week either, but maybe an opportunity to now go against him in some head-to-head -head matchups. The problem there is a lot of the guys that the odds makers have paired him against are, are guys that are affected by this as well. Matthew Fitzpatrick, uh, Justin Rose, Tyrrell Hatton, all these guys at the top of the odds board uh, that stayed loyal to the PGA Tour and did not defect to the Live Series. You know, I read one comment that 90% of the players in this field were not happy about this news today. And I think it's mainly the PGA Tour players that are probably upset. The, the executives, you know, at PGA Tour headquarters may be a bit relieved. Uh, they have essentially gotten rid of a competitor and joined forces. I, I have to believe that the live executives are, are thrilled that, you know, their guys are potentially getting back into the game. We're all playing as one again on the same, you know, there's probably going to be OWGR points again. I mean, who knows where this is going to go, but I think the one contingent or one entity that is upset about this is the PGA Tour players. As far as golf betters and golf handicappers, James, it's a good thing. I mean, I was very anti-live. I, I never watched a single event. I didn't care to, <laughs> you know, other than probably Dustin Johnson, I didn't really care about anybody on that tour. Now, Brooks, you have to pay attention to, obviously, when handicapping major championships and stuff. But Sergio and Lee Westwood and, you know, I, Patrick Reed, I, I don't care about those guys. I, I didn't have any uh, desire to watch the live tour. But the good thing is, uh, for like I say, for betters and golf handicappers and golf fans, now we get to see them compete as one body once again. Yeah, and I think it matters that that you know that, that we're going to see some better numbers on some guys, right? I mean, look, we, we kind of go. were in a, in a situation earlier in the year where I felt like it was just like the same guys I was looking at over and over and over again, and they were all at numbers that I didn't want to bet them at, right? So, I mean, we see a lot of the top-end guys winning these events. Well, I mean, when you take, you know, you're looking at probably, the, you know, 10 of the top 50 guys leaving, leaving tour for live. 
that's going to mess with the numbers and it's also going to mess with who can compete on a week in and week out it just waters everything down so from a betting perspective especially from an outright perspective i'm excited to be able to get you know fatty reed in there pulling some you know pulling some market share so that i can find a better 50 60 to one guy rather than having to bet that guy at 30 to one you know so you know we, we uh from, from a betting perspective i'm excited and also from a fan perspective honestly like i love brooks um i love him in majors i love that he doesn't care in the regular tour events and ultimately I really want them to improve the quality of golf on the non-elevated events. And I think that now that they have an extra roster of players, you know, they can uh, they can probably do that, keep the elevated events, keep us inter entertained for the non-elevated events, because, you know, as, as sad as it sounds right now, those fields are just playing simply terrible. And so if we can get an influx of talent in there, maybe we can get some, some better uh, non-elevated and just keep the game, you know, fun and entertaining and, and just awesome golfers playing every single week. I mean, that's ultimately what we want as fans. Uh, shout out to our friend over there at VSIN, Matt Humans. We had the first mention of the nickname <laughs> Fat Pat in episode 10 here of the Heat Strokes podcast. Very good. One of my favorites for sure. Uh, Matt, definitely not a fan of Fat Pat. Uh, back to the handicap nope. here for the uh, Canadian Open. You know, like we always do, I had to go with strokes gained approach. Uh, strokes gained around the green, you know, this rough and these smaller greens. I think you're going to have to get up and down to be successful this week. Uh, I think most of the approach shots are going to come from about 75 to 150 yards. So I looked at hole proximity from those distances. Uh, good drives gained. I, I think the course favors accuracy a little bit over distance. Distance is always a strength, but I do believe you have to be somewhat accurate here. So I kind of split the difference and looked at good drives gained. And then like you mentioned, James, I looked at birdies are better gained as well. I, I do believe we're going to have a little bit of a birdie fest on our hands here. As far as correlated courses, I looked at St. George's, uh, St. George's where they had the Canadian Open last year. I think this is probably a fairly similar test. TPC Craig Ranch, the site of the Byron Nelson for the last three years. I looked at the American Express. I looked at uh, Colonial where they hold the Charles Schwab. And I looked at Pebble Beach, kind of a combination of birdie fest slash tree-lined fairways slash smaller greens courses. And that's kind of what I came up with there for the correlated golf course is something that may be similar to what we're trying to figure out here for the first time in Oakdale. Let's get to our guest picks for the week. And with that, we bring in our friend, uh, Mr. Canadian Open himself. We go north of the border to Jeff Feinberg, a very well-respected voice in the golf betting community. He is a professional golf handicapper and writer for Odds Checker and also a regular on the Pat Mayo Experience podcast. You can follow him and find all of his work at his Twitter handle at gfeinberg17. He's got four outright plays. You can see them on the graphic there. Tommy Fleetwood, one of his best buddies, you might've seen his picture this week, took a photo there <laughs> with Tommy Fleetwood at Oakdale. Jeff is a member here, so some good insights from Mr. Feinberg, who plays this course on a regular basis. Tommy Fleetwood at 27 to one. Adrian Moronk making his way over from the DP World Tour in a couple of recent PGA Tour events at 50 to one. Nikolai Poigard at 80 to one. And then Mark Hubbard, who's really been having a good season at 110 to one. He's also got a few plays for a top 20 finish. Aaron Wise at plus 350. Uh, I thought the price on Aaron Wise this week was a little surprising. I know he took a few weeks hmm. off dealing with some mental health issues, but he was in the neighborhood of like 120 to one. And this guy is certainly, uh, when he is in form, is one of the best players in this field for sure. 
Uh, Aaron Wise to finish top 20 at plus 350. Maverick McNeely at plus 350. And then Lee Hodges to finish top 20 at 210, plus 210. And finally, a top 40 finish on Aaron Cockrell at plus 240. Nice number there. Any thoughts, James, on the picks by Mr. Jeff Feinberg? Yeah, you know, I, I think Fleetwood is a, is a great great guy here. I was between him and, and another Englishman that we'll, we'll get to here shortly. Uh, I'm, on my, I'm on Mark Hubbard as well. Uh, I think his game fits perfect, and his iron play has been wonderful lately. Uh, and then I have no idea who uh, the cockroach guy is, to be honest with you. So I don't think I was ever going to get <laughs> down that low. I can't lie. Um, but, you know, Jeff, Jeff's a member here. Um, and, you know, looking at his inside definitely uh, helped me this week. You, know, you got to go to the guys who, who play the courses. So um, I, I actually I have no issues with any of those picks. Uh, I think that uh, definitely his outright guys are, are all live. Well, you teased an Englishman on your outright card. Let's go ahead and get to your picks. I'll give you the floor, Mr. Mazzola. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm going to start with, Eric, uh, with, with Justin Rose here. You know, you mentioned, you mentioned Colonial and you mentioned Pebble Beach as, as comp courses. And, you know, this is a guy who has wins at both of those golf courses. Uh, I call them old man courses. And anytime there's an old man course, I'm going to grab, uh, I'm going to grab Justin Rose. Uh, his approach game has been super solid this year. Missed a cut after winning, but you know, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and look past that form is, is absolutely excellent. The is a guy that I think we're going to see, he's going to break through sooner or later. Ever since coming out of Pepperdine, the has been an incredible putter. And if this turns into a putting contest, I like a guy who has one of the best flat sticks in, uh, you know, on tour. He does struggle off the tee. I think this it's going to be mitigated uh, this week um, by his struggles off the tee. This Eric Cole is a guy who I think is probably the most popular long shot of the week. I, I see I'm seeing him pretty much all over the place. Again, the guy who doesn't drive it excellent, but around the greens and on approach, um, you know, definitely getting it done. Mark Hubbard, we mentioned him. Think about Lev Hubbard. We're looking at six straight rounds, gaining strokes on approach, including seven at Schwab, seven in Mexico, four at Wells Fargo. That's going to help. And then, you know, it's always been one of the best putters on tour. Um, and then a long, a little bit more of a long shot. And you can actually find this guy over 100 if you look around. Michael Kim, been on tour literally forever. I mean, before I even handicapped golf, this guy was playing uh, tour events. Six at the Schwab, seven at the Wells Fargo. Those were big-time events. Um, and it's just and it's hitting the ball really well. And I always lean towards guys who have had been in that winner's circle. Hopefully, you know, they can kind of, you know, uh, you know, draw back to that win under pressure. So, you know, those are the guys that I'm looking uh, at um, for an outright winner. And we touched on this earlier, kind of using the news of the day, the merger between the PGA Tour and the Live Series. And you went ahead and employed that in some of your head-to-head matchups. Yeah, so, you know, as I kind of teased earlier, I'm just going to fade Rory. I think the Hatton number is wrong without this news. You know, I make Hatton a lot closer uh, to, to Rory with that. I mean, we're looking at 12th at the Memorial, 3rd at, at, at Wells Fargo. His form is, is excellent, putting incredibly, and has always putted incredibly. Not afraid to get it hot at, uh, on, a, on a birdie course. You know, I make that number closer to 105 just without it, with, you know, without the, the controversy. So, you know, that's, that's one that I like. Fitzpatrick, we're getting a bigger number. I don't think he's going to care. He's going to go into his little nerdy book, and he's going to, you know, think his way around this golf course. And I, I, he seems to me like a guy who, who's just, you know, he's just going to go about his business. And so I'm not as worried about him in terms of being distracted. And, you know, that's more of a play against Rory than it is uh, Hatton. Corey Connors. So this is, a, this is a situation where I think Corey Connors can win this golf tournament, but rather than get involved with him to win, because I just don't like the number. I think I, I like, you know, the Roses and, and the Fleetwoods who are a little bit longer than I do him. We can just take him in both of these, of these matchups as a dog. Burns has been really, really bad lately. He has made two straight cuts, but they're kind of smoking mirrors, basically putting and chipping around uh, to, to kind of make up for what has been really bad ball striking. And for some reason, everybody loves 
everybody loves Cam, uh, Cam Young. I don't. He's not a guy for me. I mean, two straight missed cuts, 59 and 51 in his last four starts, and he cannot putt, right? So if this does turn into a putting contest, I get to take a guy who lost five strokes at Memorial. I don't understand why his numbers are where they're at, and he's a guy that I've been fading with success for weeks, uh, and I'll continue to do so until uh, the odds are adjusted. Yeah, I love it. I, I love Fitzpatrick and his nerdy little golf book. That's great. And, and I like your analysis on all those. You know, uh, I, I think it's a, an annual tradition for me that I never play a Canadian to win the Canadian Open because it seems that, you know, they just succumb to so much pressure of trying to win their National Open. You know, Adam Hadwin, Mackenzie Hughes, Corey Connors, you know, you've got some tremendous, Mike Weir back in the day, never could seem to be able to get it done. It's been, I, I want to say 70 some years since a Canadian ha has won this tournament, but a great way to play it there in the head-to-head -head matchups with Corey Connors, obviously a world-class player. So play him in some head-to-heads. Maybe he won't go on to win the thing, but he can certainly win you a couple bets there. Um, all right, for my plays, uh, my outright card, and I also play top 20 finish on all these guys. I went with an Englishman as well, a trifecta on Englishman, Tommy Fleetwood for Jeff <laughs> Feinberg. You went with uh, Justin Rose, and I went with Tyrrell Hatton and Justin Rose. I took Hatton at a good number, plus 1350. Uh, and I looked at that matchup too over Rory. I didn't end up playing it, but that was one of the first ones that caught my eye. Terrell Hatton at a decent plus price over Rory head-to-head. -head. Five top 10 finishes this season. I think it's the best season Terrell Hatton has ever had. He had a fifth-place finish at Craig Ranch. Uh, in this field over the last 36 rounds, fourth, gained, uh, fourth for strokes gained approach, second for good drives gained, and third in birdies or better gain. Justin Rose, you know, we talked about him. You just said winner at Pebble Beach, former winner at Colonial. Uh, he finished fourth in the Canadian Open last year. I went with three long bombs, and I'm kind of of the same thinking as you, James. We definitely may get a triple-digit winner this week. And one of the guys I landed on is Brendan Todd at 100-1. to 1. The last 36 rounds, he is number one in strokes gained around the green, number one in strokes gained putting on the bent POA blend, and number one in hole proximity from 75 to 100 yards. Tremendous short game. Also finished 13th at the Canadian Open last year. And, and make it three for three, all three of us on Mark Hubbard. But Jeff does win the numbers challenge. He got him at 110. I had to settle for 100. And you talked about his strokes gained approach numbers. He is sixth in this field on approach over the last 36 rounds. Good finishes at Pebble and Colonial in his career as well. And then finally, my longest bomb, Nate Lashley seventh in this field for strokes gained approach over the last 36 rounds, 13th in good drives gained, and 21st in birdies or better. All good finishes at the correlated courses, including a fifth at Pebble Beach for Nate Lashley as well. And then finally, just two head-to-head -head matchups for me, full tournament head-to-head -head matchups. Uh, and I landed on a couple of guys that I landed on outright. Brendan Todd at plus money, plus 110 over Michael Kim. You're Michael Kim. Uh, maybe, well, I guess one of us is going to have to win one of those bets and one of us is going to have to lose. You've got an out. I love talking. Him. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, maybe, yep. uh, maybe it can work out one way or another there. <laughs> Nate Lashley and then, uh, plus 110 over Dylan Wu. Um, so what do you think? Uh, all three picks there from, uh, yourself, Jeff Feinberg and myself, you think we're on to something this week? Land on Hubbard. I honestly, Todd was, I call him Tude just because he's kind of just, that's what he looks like to me. He's, he's Tude. Some people call him uh, the Todd that, uh, father. 
<laughs> after this, after this week, that'll be his name. Um, no, I, 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 that'll probably be someone that I land on as well. And I love Lashley because if if it if it turns into like a bomb and gouger, and he could just you know hit driver, that he's that guy's won the longest on tour, and he obviously ha- you know got a win back in 2019 on a very similar easy golf course that he just kind of picked apart with drivers. So um, I'm I'm in on both those, and obviously you know, I love Hatton. I think Hatton is totally live. Just didn't like the number quite as much, but you know against this field. Um, you know, he's a, he's a guy where you can shop around and, and get a good number. And you probably, you know, we have a little sweat on Sunday with him. All right, let's get to our pizza money play of the week presented by Dom DeMarco's pizzeria and bar right here in the Summerlin area in Las Vegas. James, next time you come to town, remind me to take you to Dom DeMarco's an excellent, uh, excellent Italian place with great pizza. Uh, all the local guys around here that play golf and do sports betting, all of that good stuff. They are fans of Dom DeMarco's. We've actually hit our pizza money play in six out of the last eight weeks. We lost last week, uh, but I'm going to go back to the well with this same winning score prop that we have been successful on quite a bit. Uh, The pizza money play of the week for me, the 72 hole winning score under 270 and a half. So what that means is your winner is going to have to get to 18 under par or better. That 270 and a half indicates 17 and a half. You can go under or over that. And you and I have both kind of talked about it, James. I think these guys are going to be able to take this course apart. Uh, We've got a little bit of rain in the forecast on Thursday night and again on Sunday. So that could soften up the property. You mentioned the back nine has two of the three par fives, a lot of birdie opportunities on the back nine. I think they're going to get to uh, 18 under par or better for a winner this week at Oakdale. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, especially if that rain comes, there's nothing golf courses can do against against a, a, a soft conditions with these guys. Cause they, then, you know, what, what is looking like undulated greens from what I'm, from what I'm reading, uh, they will just get pieced apart. So uh, any kind of rain you're looking at, you know, a low 62, 63 out there. I think, you know, 20 under par is probably where, where we're looking this week. And that would be on par with what, you know, Canadian but have been in the past. Yep, exactly. I, I think we're going to get to 19 or 20 myself. Rory, I, I believe it was just last year, got all the way to 22 under on, on a similar course. Um, and you also have a pizza money play of the week this week. Tell us about uh, your kind of flyer play, if you will. Yeah, you know what? We're talking about long shots, and, and the, the field has a bunch of guys who are totally live. And a lot of guys, if you shop around, um, who, we, who we mentioned today, I mean, uh, Kim for me, uh, you can find Hubbard in, in, in this field. Uh, I love Akshay this week. I mean, you know, we can kind of go down the list. You're getting 20 to 1, so maybe grab a little hat and grab a little rose, grab a little field, and I think you're probably covered um, when it comes Sunday for, you know, what, what you know, it's difficult to hit outrights, obviously, but all we're looking for is a fun sweat, right? So, um, you know, the field bet used to be an awesome bet in these kind of, you know, random birdie fest when, you know, back when I, you know, first started handicapping, but when the long shots actually won golf tournaments because they have it in like a year and a half now, but. This was a bet on a course like this that I would make every single time. I think we're going to be back to that this week, especially with you know the distractions uh, from some of the guys up top, course setup, and I think there's just some uh, some really talented guys down there um, that are mispriced in like the 80s, 90s to 100. So we're going to go with a with a little field bet. You might have to shop around for it, but uh, it shouldn't be too hard to find. All right, very good. I like it, my friend. That is going to do it for this episode of the Heat Strokes podcast presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. In case you need to revisit all the picks and all of the information, 
I'll, it'll all be up at our website, deadheatgolf.com, shortly after the program or wherever you get your podcast. You can also find the video version later this evening on YouTube. Check out my YouTube channel at Heat Strokes Podcast and give us all the likes, the reviews, and the subscribes. All that love on the socials. We appreciate that. Want to thank our crew, Tom Catlin on video, Jeremiah Crow from Green Roll Media on audio, and Trifco on the creative design. Want to thank our guest host, James Mazzola, good friend of mine. We're always talking golf, do a lot of, we haven't actually played golf together, but that is <laughs> next on the calendar for you and I, and I encourage everybody to follow James on Twitter at jmazjd, and also thanks to our guest contributor this week, having a great time up there at his club, Oakdale, in the great north, and that is Jeff Feinberg. You can follow him on Twitter at gfeinberg17. We will be back at this time next week to review another golf course and also preview the United States Open Championship, the third major of the golf season. And folks, I highly recommend playing the Paiute, one of the best golf courses in all of Las Vegas. All three courses are championship courses. They are world-class, immaculate conditions. Just a great place to be. Enjoy the Canadian Open, cash some tickets, everybody. And James, please remind everyone to Stay up. You've been dialed into the Heat Strokes Podcast with Brady Cannon, presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, and produced in conjunction with Green Roll Media, the world's premier sports betting podcast network. Subscribing to the show on YouTube is easy. Just search Heat Strokes Podcast. Follow us on social media at Las Vegas Golfer and at Heat Strokes Pod. If you like what you heard, please follow, like, and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify today. Good luck out there sinking birdies at Cash and Tickets. Cash and Tickets. We'll see you next week.